my over-the-shoulder boulder holder because you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we'll be discussing Season 9, Episode 6, The Butter Junk Effect. My name is Michelle Burlingame. With me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That was really right on the mic, Tom. <laughs> and our guest today is comedian Sam D. Well, hello! Hi, hello. Sam. Hi. Welcome to the pothouse. Uh, <laughs> this one was weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got lots of thoughts about this one. I, I thought dislike this whole episode except for the last like part of it, like <laughs> the last three the, lines. The, the fr- <laughs> no, just the whole f- from when Fry becomes the into the cocoon to the end. That's the only only part that I like. <laughs> mm-hmm. No spoilers, Tom. Oh, I just weird. Um, everybody survived Halloween, I guess. Yep. And you lasted another trip around the sun. Yes, it is my birthday today. Which will be Happy a couple birthday. weeks Happy ago. Happy birthday! Which, yeah, would yeah. be like a month from now. None of them are yeah, going to matter for like another nine years. it was my birthday one month ago. Yeah, perfect. But it is right now as of when we're recording this, my birthday. Oh. And I'm old. So, uh, how, um, I- I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to get my head back in the game. I had some news come in right before the show. Anyhow, mm. um, what is your relationship with Futurama, Sam? Um, so, it's a question we ask people periodically <laughs> when we remember to do it. Mm-hmm. It's one where I have seen the same five episodes a thousand times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. And so rarely see one I haven't seen because I don't seek it out. I've only ever watched it because someone else had it on. I had old roommates who were really big fans. And actually, I took a screen cap because I once crocheted a bender for a friend's birthday. No nice. shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I wanted to show you all. That's a little bender I made. That's intense. Oh, that's really good. That's wow. great. That's awesome. Yeah. I received a crocheted nibbler as a Aww. Christmas gift. Really? Complete with uh, the, you could take the diaper off, too. It's like a whole separate knitted <laughs> Does it, thing. Did it have knitted uh, dark matter come out of it? <laughs> no. That would be funny. That would have been the easiest part to make. Just ball up some black yarn and set to go. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably a good approximation of mine. And anymore, I like, I have to make an effort to do it because of this show, but... Even then, it still feels like a chore sometimes. Mm. We're just we're mm-hmm. sque- like squeezing every last bit of enjoyment out of this show from all of us. I'm a big cartoons fan, though. Like I love I love cartoons. Well, that's right. yeah, I, yeah, I I do too. Except for the logic, fucking hate the cartoon. I mean, no, logic. I no, I do. Oh I yeah, you do. Cartoon I don't mind cartoon logic at all. I guess the suspension of disbelief is a a part and parcel of the whole thing. But is her mic cutting out? Yeah, I don't. Uh, let me pause it a second here. Um, I, I I was really happy to see this start at Elzar's because um, there's always some kind of weird stuff happening there. But the the I've been really sort of um, the whole Fry and Leela thing this season have been very up and down and back and forth. Like it seems like sometimes they are literally totally together, other times they're not. And I don't know if it's just a production order thing mm-hmm. or a broadcast order thing where it's just it seems like completely out of sequence and made up and weird. So, like, the fact that they're all lovey-dovey and out with Kiff and Amy seemed like a strange sort of curveball compared to the last I think the same thing kind of applies to Kiff and Amy, too, because there are sometimes when Amy, like, Kiff is just not in an episode for 
many, many episodes, and then all of a sudden they're like, my fun fun Roo. Well, know? he's got he's got his dupe business to take care of. So, I mean, that's at least, like, Fry and Lila are around each yeah, other all the time. that's true. Maybe they just hate each other sometimes. Like, they get sick and, I don't know. But the whole, like, meow was fun. <laughs> here's, here's my theory, because yeah. there's no overall story arc in this whole season, anything. There are just, just individual episodes. Okay. I yeah. think that they were just... The writers were just given episodes, topics to write about. They wrote about them, and then they all hashed together, and no yeah. one had any idea what Anyone order they doing. were gonna yeah, actually air until the production. Like, guess it, yeah, sense. that would that would depend on like whoever the head writer was for I think, whatever episode. Yeah, I think they just grabbed the yeah, scripts. That makes sense. The scripts were probably done, and then they just grabbed them. And that's how they Korea. did. Yeah. So some of them involve Fry and Leela's in relationship and some of them don't. Yeah. I mean, and I'm pretty sure the episodes are in the same order broadcast versus production. This is still just production season seven yeah. gotcha. broadcast okay. season nine because, you know, they make them all. Yeah. I, I think that even makes more sense with what Tommy was saying with the, uh, they were just given like right 40 episodes and then. <laughs> They all are considered production season seven, and then... I mean, the overall arc of the whole series is Fry and Leela. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. Together, so... But there really hasn't been anything... I mean, I don't don't know. I'm not going to go in there because I don't remember, because we... (laughs) The episodes that we've gone, so never never mind, I'm not going to talk in absolutes. (laughs) Right, I just... I I mean, it's just... It still seems like a back-and-forth thing, even though at some point it seemed like they established it. Regardless... Uh, the caddy, like back and forth, it's fantastic. <laughs> Certainly something I've observed out in the wild. Just um, something girls do, something I, ladies do. I know, and I mean, as sexist as it seems to say something like that, like I mean, I've seen it enough to think well, it's a thing. I feel like whenever women aren't being super nice to one another, the cat sound is made by men. But men razz each other so hard all the yeah, time, and I there's agree. never bark, bark. You really <laughs> being put on ten. And that's, I mean, that's certainly true. I mean, the ball busting thing happens yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. I, the thing that I wonder about, and I'm, I'm going to go like off into some of my. Uh, college learning oh i'm point. i'm taking communications right now and the yeah. difference between communication between genders that they like outline and everything oh, yeah. is it's What's we this? could we could go in depth on that. <laughs> so there's but there's there's another thing and i i mean i was reading about stuff like this like 10 15 years ago so it's it's been a while and i'm sure there's been more research but one of the things that was interesting at one point when i was doing papers on this shit was like um when typically boys are raised with sort of athletics and competitions and things as part of that socialization. Like, not me. <laughs> but uh, whereas oftentimes traditionally girls were not. So then with with the, the stuff that the boys got socialized in, it was like you learn how to lose, you learn how to compete without it affecting your entire whole thing. Whereas without the construct of something where it's like you win some, you lose some as part of your whatever, um, shit became a lot more cutthroat. So like one of the things that they, they kind of applied this to was like uh, Chola gangs were like way more fucking violent and than like the, the male counterparts or whatever because like when they got into fights, like shit got fucking real. Now, I'm extrapolating way the fuck off on this, but may, I mean, maybe that's part of it too. Whereas I think potentially with some of the ball busting, it's more like ridiculous sort of stuff. Whereas like with this, it was just like, Amy and Lee were like joking about shit that was very close to home mm-hmm. and very actual, which is sort of the 
I think what brings out the cattier part of it, it's like you wouldn't like be like, geez, Tom, you got a giant nose. Yeah, or maybe you would because he doesn't. But I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going I, with this anymore. I had like, you, but then I just lost you. Yeah, you should get that fucking checked out. It's huge. Well, for me, a lot of Futurama is uh, the comedy I find in it are the signs. And I yeah. always yeah. pause and stuff. Like for the restaurant, it was today's special is Jar Jar Tartar. And I thought <laughs> it was so funny. Like I pause it so many times. I find like, and the same with The Simpsons, their gags on any sort of sign or written yeah. thing is yeah. always way better than a lot of the jokes in the Oh, show. for sure. Yeah. It w- I mean, it was really... Um, I didn't even pay attention to that. Like sometimes the density is so much that mm-hmm. it's, you, you gotta let them go. But <laughs> whenever there's like a list of something or whatever, like yeah. it's perfect. And it really doesn't have anything to to do with who or who isn't a Chinese skank. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe one of my ex wives, but that's a whole other story. Um, so they go back to the moon. They do. Mm-hmm. Well, and they have those giant moon rocks that they're they're. Um, I mean, those were huge. Like they were boulders shipping them. <laughs> to the moon, yeah, as a, as part of like cultural reparations, <laughs> yeah. Which uh, I love the fact that the, 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 the hillbilly on the moon was just like, "Oh, you bought that? <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of big city dummies!" Yeah, with all that cultural heritage, hoo ha. Um, and then he called them nose breathers, which I also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to bring that back. I wrote down mostly the jokes that I liked, um, mm-hmm. and one of them being uh, when Bender was talking about the gravity on the moon and yes. lifting things. He's like, it's be- like being lazy and working at the same time, like being a voice actor. <laughs> Wink. That was super it, did get, it did get a little self-referential. Mm-hmm. Now, is is a I, I couldn't remember. You mentioned this, uh, I think, in the intro, the over-the-shoulder boulder holder. Yeah. Holder. <laughs> I, mean, I wrote that one down. Is that... <laughs> Is that a reference to some kind of underwear contraption or something? Yeah, it's, like, it's, that's what people, that's what some people refer to bras um, as mm-hmm. over boulder the shoulder holders? boulder holders. I've never but heard like, that before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. In, yeah. The, in the movie Beaches, <laughs> oh, Bette okay. Midler has a whole song about the over the shoulder boulder holder. Okay. I. It's y- great. Maybe I'm blissfully ignorant of beaches. I hear oh, it's it very is. sad. At I mean, the I end. don't know why I know that, but I know that. Like, <laughs> it's common. Not okay, and I'm not disbelieving anybody. I just I was like, is this like a a plum smuggler or something? You know, (laughs) like is that what we're talking about? But that's that's beautiful. I've never Um, heard that one. I was I was trying to figure out what butterfly derby would be, um, but the fact that it happened in the Monsanto Yokel Dome (laughs) (laughs) was perfect. And then it just it was like, oh, it's just going to be like a roller derby Mm -hmm. knockoff thing. Another sign thing on that was kids drink free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I missed that one too. That would make those so much better. I like, I find roller What if there were drunk like, children at events? <laughs> yeah. Love a drunk kid. I mean, you know, it's like kids swearing. It's just about the same thing. Like, they're also, they're also a lot more easy to control because they get like loosey goosey and you can just swat them. Um, but that was, that was the thing. Like, roller derby um, perplexes me some. And I, I I like it. Like I enjoyed it when I've gone to see it. But it's sort of like, you know, there's the whole professional wrestling angle of the the heels and the baby faces and like somebody's gonna win. But without necessarily, I don't. I mean, I assume it's not scripted. I don't think it is. 
but it's fucking brutal. Like, he just seems really fucking dangerous, especially for me because I can't balance on anything besides my legs. I mean, it definitely is brutal. I know, I mean, yeah. people have definitely gotten hurt yeah. doing it, and people I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to knock anyone doing it or doing it, but I really want to see, like, the inclined roller derby because they don't, they do the flat well, roller derby. Because you need to build an inclined track. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know. But I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody make that happen. So more like, like, uh, is it rollerball or death race or something? What's the, the one? Rollerball. Ball? Rollerball? Isn't the movie like... I don't know. I don't know. Tron? I have no idea what you're talking about. There was, I mean, there was a movie in the 70s that was like futuristic roller derby called Rollerball. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. They and remade it. Good. Then they and remade it. Like early cool 2000s in that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like what? roller derby, but you die because you've got <laughs> weapons and armor Wasn't and there shit. A, another roller derby movie called Whip It? Yes, there was. Yeah, With, but that uh, was... With Ellen was, Page and was it Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. directed it. It was it was grounded was in, in reality, in it, yeah. but it, she's cameoing in it. Like I think that got she's the not going to stay behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Oh. Speaking of cartoons, though, there Drew is Barrymore, a, <laughs> uh, an American Dad episode involving the roller derby, and it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I mean, like like Burning River Roller Girls, or actually, it's Burning River Roller Derby now because it's become more inclusive. But like they they helped us make a video once. It was fantastic. Great people, very wonderful to work with, and like I. I the athleticism that goes into it is just like it's it it blows me away. I just wouldn't want to do anything where it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna get destroyed. Like, yeah, I have a, a coworker. I don't work with her anymore, but she had she was at one point a, a roller derby girl, and she had like a broken leg at one time, probably a broken hip. Like she had some issues and multiple concussions like yeah. they just don't don't really give a shit they and just uh <laughs> break themselves it's not even like 1960s anymore. nfl where they made like thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year like they're paying money to do it and it's mm-hmm. like yeah you know if i wanted to pay someone to beat me up i just <laughs> get married again or something you gotta pay to express female rage these days <laughs> I, I, I mean you're gonna pay one way or another <laughs> <laughs> but I make can, sure make sure you have health insurance yes. before mm-hmm. you do it yeah but that i'm sure that's not the case for everybody it's just no it is a scary thing um but yeah just the whole thing i mean it seemed a little weird beyond that like the fact that they just come out and it's like the murder flies, and they basically just had to beat each other until they get to the floor. But the fact that you could destroy the other team's wings and shit just seemed completely insane to me. But, like, see that there? That's called the floor. <laughs> you just got to keep keep off it. Or what is it like when as soon whoever 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 hits it is, like, loses? Or, you know, he follows it up with something. Do you think you can actually do that on the moon with wings? No. Hmm. I mean, you're one-sixth of your gravity on the moon. So you're still not, like, buoyant. You can jump real high, but there's also no atmosphere to, like, flap against. Yeah, that's You true. know? But you could have, like, jetpack derby. Mm. I don't think you could go very fast. You would just... That's why you need a jetpack. You could have mm. solace knowing you can dunk on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I think sure. about that a lot. Yeah, but you could make the, the hoops like 20 I mean, I probably <laughs> still can't. Is that what Space Jam's about? Just playing basketball on the moon, or is it just in space mm. in general? <laughs> no, the, the basketball players are, are from, from space. space. Mm-hmm. Oh. They come, they want, they're aliens, and they come. <laughs> yeah. and, and they're they, trying to take the Looney Tunes to entertain the children of their 
planet. I completely misunderstood the plot of that movie. they run a theme park that's evil. And it's kinda, a really good plot. On today's episode of Ask the Millennials, <laughs> we talk about Space Jam. Oh, I, I have ex- a lot of opinions We millennial explain Space Jam repeat. <laughs> oh, it's going to turn into okay, Xer. Um, the, the, yeah, but the, the, I mean, then it like... There was the line where he's like, keep your eye on the ground. That's where she's going to land. And you just hear like the thud. <laughs> yep, called it. <laughs> but um, the fact that they, the winners get 50 bucks and the, the accolades of hooting hillbillies. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's kind of like a lot of things anymore. It's basically professional jackass. Um, I mean, that's how you get the president. I mean, <sighs> God, I know. You took, but you took it there this time I did. instead of me. So that's that's something we can cross off the list for this episode. We have a checklist of things that have to happen that we don't want to. If you're playing bingo, yeah, well, listen, playing play the Stormcast <laughs> drinking game, fucking somebody shit on the shitty president at how many minutes in? Sixteen, perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Leela and Amy volunteering for like the amateur hour thing was just like, all right, how's this gonna work? And again, like you're just anticipating them getting the shit kicked out of them. But Leela's like really competent. Now, I guess the fact that they're up against these juiced up murder flies, Mm -hmm. very unoriginal name, by the way. But they're the meanest things on Gossamer Wings. (laughs) (sighs) I thought that was cute. I mean, (laughs) that seems like something somebody would embroider into a little like (laughs) like a wall plaque. Yeah. You know, do a cross stitch of that. Um, I've got a question. Did that actually happen like at events in real life where they would do like pick people from the crowd to compete in a event i'm sure it did i'm sure it's like a it's a comedic trope that they use and it it happened a lot like i mean in the early i remember a lot in the early 90s i suspect in the old timey wrestling circuit absolutely Mm -hmm. but at that those were probably plants as well, you know, when you had like the wrestling shows would yeah. travel from town to town in a in a region, but like that was Andy Kaufman doing the the trolling with like women, mm-hmm. be like, I take any of you women out of here to you know whatever. That's what Spider Man did in the first Spider Man movie. <laughs> I know, right? Tobey so, Maguire Spider Man Spider Man movie. They didn't anticipate that he could like you know jump real high and climb up walls and shit. He showed them fucking <laughs> knocked knocked Bruce Campbell's uh, socks off. Um. I wish I could do that someday. <laughs> Knock off Bruce Campbell's socks. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but not in the way that you're thinking. I bet oh, it, in any way you're thinking. I bet if you just asked him nice, he'd be pretty obliging. He's, He's a happily married man. I, yeah. But, I mean, just. I mean, my wife. But does foot stuff count as cheating? Oh, God. <laughs> my, yes. wa- my wife batted her eyes, and he ended up uh, personalizing an autograph when he said he wouldn't do it. So. Wow. He yeah. yeah. He I, didn't I just personalize got... my uh, my thing, but he made a, a comment about it, and because <laughs> I, I had the um, the uh, um, I'm totally blanking on the character's <laughs> name. It was a Funko Pop that it wasn't him, but it was another character. I had two other characters from the Ash versus Evil Dead TV show <laughs> that I asked him to sign. Because well, first they said he's not signing anything, and then that day they said. He'll sign was two it things. Hail to the chin thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I was at that yeah. too. Yeah, 
Yeah, he made a, a comment about how, like, oh, they didn't have any Ash dolls. <laughs> I was like, nope, sold out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sold out, dude. Yeah. Aww. You're getting the licensing money, right? It's your likeness. Yeah. Um, so what was it? They they tried and then they failed because they, uh, oh, this auto-corrected into gibberish. And we failed because we accidentally kicked those two rocketed to death. The Rockettes. Yes. They tried out oh, for the Rockets. Right. And remember that mm. time we tried out for the Rockets and didn't get in because we kicked those two to death? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> have, have you ever, like, what is the purpose of the Rockets? They just dance and kick real high? Mm-hmm. Is that, like, their whole thing? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yep. I mean, that's all I know about them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like old old school, you know, Show NBC kind of yeah. New York City, Hollywood. I think they're very dish, meticulously you know, like in sync groomed. with each other. Yeah, they're exactly the same weight and height yeah. and sizes. And they like, move the they, they are same time. like identically proportioned women. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah. They're probably robots at this point. And if, that, if that's the case, I mean, you could articulate those legs to kick like. In all kinds of directions. <laughs> was it was it um, young girls' dreams to be a rocket? Apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they would yeah. have to be if they're still rockets. Well, or maybe it's more along the lines of like, and again, this sounds uh, needlessly derogatory or, or, or denigrating, but like, I find it weird that you can actually get a job as a dancer. Like that's a profession, but I don't ever encounter that in my life ever. Like it's. I mean, they're kind of like the the New York version of Las Vegas showgirls. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of their point. They, mm-hmm. they family friendly. Yeah. What do you mean, like in a dancer, like not not exotic, but just like no, in not, general, not like, okay, not like a just not like in, a stripper, like just just in my general, job. Like, I am a modern dance dancer, and that is my profession. Like, you can go to school to get a degree into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. What do you fucking do after it? You're you just perform. You teach That's more all you people do. Or how to dance. <laughs> you teach or you perform. Yeah. That's the only perform two things where? you can do. I mean, you just get a job Plenty working for Britney Spears or something. Or yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can get you could be a in an ensemble of a play mm-hmm. or yeah. like music videos. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. You, I, I mean, or go overseas and then you could probably make so much money or on mm-hmm. on cruise ships or something. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I'm I'm. N- Obviously, and, and admittedly, like, ignorant as shit about that. But it just, it's one of those things where it, like, blows my mind. Like, today I got a sponsored ad on Facebook for, like, uh, artisanal shoelaces. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> of course I did. $25 for these things. I got a sponsored ad the other day for breast pump. And no. I don't know how I got on that list, <sighs> but... <laughs> I, it was really I, weird. Is it going to be one of those things where like Target knows you're pregnant before you do? No, it wasn't Target. That's it horrifying. was it was just a Facebook ad for a brand of breast pump. Right, right. But it's one of those things where like the marketing algorithms have been like, like you know, the apocryphal story. And I believe this was this is true. Somebody can look it up on Snopes, and they won't tell us whether it is or isn't. So I'm going to say that it is. But like you know, some woman was living at home with her parents, and then like started getting mail from Target about, like, baby stuff. And she hadn't even taken a pregnancy test yet and turned out to be pregnant. It's just, like, something Mm. in the way that she was interacting with media and whatever triggered all of their shit to, like, send it her way. That's possible. I mean... It's so crazy it might be real. Right? And I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. Oh, I have, targeted I have ads two Alexa good. devices in my house. Yeah. And so I there's love it. Yeah. Well, I also have the the Fire TV 
stick, which also has yeah. an Alexa in the remote. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah. like, that's probably listening too. <laughs> it's listening all the time. I mean, also your phone. Yeah, the cameras yeah. on all your devices. Siri, Alexa. I mean, I just. watching me. <laughs> you saw me turn all the mics off on these, but I bet it doesn't even turn off the mics. It just tells it, like, don't react when you hear your name. <laughs> I mean, if, if what they're going to yeah. use it for is targeting advertisement, mm-hmm. whatever. Also, I don't do anything that is going to warrant any issue. Yeah, I mean, until- I don't care. You can listen to me watch TV. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm loving the fact that Tom is taking my usual place on this thing and getting into all of these fraught topics. I'm not even going to go there because that could that could sidetrack incredibly. I'm I'm and my house is wired for sound. I get it. Like they're listening to everything that I do, and a lot of it. Uh, I, <laughs> so I uh, I had a coworker today who was working with a client that. Uh, makes people who come to work for them, whether they are full-time employees or part-time employees or temporary employees, sign like a morality pledge. Mm-hmm. And he got a screenshot of it and let me see it. And it was like, no inappropriate dancing. Like, it was just, it was lit- I mean, I'm reading through it. I'm like, dude, this is like a Tuesday night for me. Like, ev- like I've, I've violated just about every one of these things on <laughs> Every day since I've been 25 years old, like it's a bad scene. It's a real thing. Like what, that's what industry was this? I don't want to say. Okay. I don't want to. Like, uh, I don't. I don't want to give any more stuff. Okay. But I'll it, ask you not, off mic. But it, it is. It is interacting with adults, though. Okay. Mm. So it still is just like mm. no holding hands. That's it's odd. a real, real footloose situation. It's like John Lithgow's character went completely bonkers. Because there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just curious if if you don't abide those, then you can't work there, or they or or you can, but you could get fired if you ever get found out. Like that's the other thing is like some of the stuff is like so baseline, like I would consider normal Mm. that it's like where are you finding people that can do this? Like I don't know. It's there's a lot of people out there that live way different lifestyles than I do. so the fact that they got beaten the shit out of them yeah, by, let's get by the murder flies, uh, they get offered to be a new team. Because um, they should promise. They were good. Mm-hmm. Called the Wingnuts, which, again, super, just, I can't tell if they were being intentionally lazy with these names. Like, I, I don't know. Murder flies are okay, but Wingnuts, yeah. you know, kind of dumb. So uh, once again, we see old Abner Double Deal. He's oh, there. Was, uh, he a, was he a recurring? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's been on. Uh, Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, he did sound familiar. So, who, who was he? Obviously, he's like a promoter or whatever. What was he before? Um, he was her agent when she made the the children's television show. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah. In the the uh, the fake Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. Yo Leela Leela. Mm-hmm. Tom Kenny's wife was also in this episode as mm-hmm. the trainer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was Jill Talley. Yep. Yep. Oh. That's like they're like a Nick Offerman, Mega Mullally power couple. Like I just, <laughs> I love everything they do. <laughs> they're so much fun. Um, but they're, I mean, their thing is they just become like lo- they're like losing every match until they figure out like, hey, everybody's like juicing on this nectar stuff. Um, their their like willingness to just get into it right away just seemed a little weird too. They're like, ah, tastes good. There we go. But when the trainer backed out of the room, <laughs> like backed into lot, like a yeah, like just into the wall, like into the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> that, I really like that as like a, a thing. Um, 
but the 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 jump cut actually one of my favorite jokes in the show is such a throwaway thing but the jump cut to Morbo where it's like once again Eternal Axe the Immortal dead at age of 26 <laughs> I wrote that one down too I that, that was, was really good that was beautiful did Linda seem a little weird or off no both her look and voice sounded strange on this um, compared to I mean beyond just having like a different hairstyle like it, I wasn't even sure if it was her really I didn't even notice I no. didn't notice either no alright maybe no. Maybe I was the one that was having an issue, but um, apparently the the whole deal with this stuff is like, it's just uh, it, fast acting, apparently, because they, Leela and Amy get like ripped and mm-hmm. super roided out like immediately, um, which is terrifying. Like the second that Leela drank the uh, nectar in the <laughs> locker room, her <laughs> voice went down, a guy could get used to this. Yeah, like... <laughs> It was almost like whippets or something where you get it. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to say like bodybuilders. Like, yeah, I can't even imagine what that feels like to walk around that muscular. <laughs> I, I mean, like, again, way different lifestyle from my non-fitness seeking ass. But um, are you stiff? Not in the right places if you're doing steroids. I imagine you're always sore. Yeah, that's what I imagine. You just get used to soreness Mm -hmm. every day because you have to work out so much to maintain that kind of mass. And it's always like you have to like increase. Like you Mm -hmm. can't just do status quo. I mean, I guess you can if you just want to stay like fit. But awful strain on your muscles constantly. I mean, that's all you do for competition. There was, uh, you know several years ago worked at a restaurant where there was a bouncer because it, it was like a bar restaurant and we get rowdy on the weekends when people had a little too much Miller light. And so he's like a bodybuilder guy, but like, like he literally couldn't, you know, put his arms down. Like his, his, <laughs> his chest and his bi hats were so big. He's just, you know, and, and it's and, all, you have to have custom clothes. You can't because yeah. Yeah. your proportions hey, are not. Zubas will fit anybody. <laughs> and, he, and he wore them all the time and eventually uh, ended up going to jail for like manslaughter or something for beating the shit out of somebody at another mm-hmm. club down in the flats because I suspect he might have been a little roided up. Hmm. Um, I just saw a listing for a ACDC concert T-shirt on eBay the size 8XL. That makes sense for an ACDC <laughs> wow. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's crazy though i didn't even know they made shirts that big like i when that's i was a, a kid yeah when i was a kid i had um since my dad was the manager of a sam ash when i was a kid i had like an ernie ball strings like yeah. long sleeve t-shirt it was the biggest t-shirt i've ever owned it was a 4x and it was like it it went down to like my shins and the, the sleeves <laughs> were like down, basically, yeah that's that's how i wore it that's I, the sleeves I just rolled up and they were it was like just thick. I mean, I suspect <laughs> even now you could probably wear that as a dress if you had the right belt. Oh yeah, you know, like I'm sure I could. I, I mean, know, it's a four X shirt. I, it's it's just crazy sometimes, but that's that's something that I, I mean. It's like I, I could have I could have cut. I could have cut it in half and sewn the two pieces to each other. <laughs> and they still would have been too big. And it would have been, it, yeah, it still would have fit me probably at that point. But yeah, each half of the shirt could have made one whole shirt <laughs> <laughs> wrapped around what me. Eight, eight X. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Crazy. And it was very short. It. Um, yeah, because I guess when you're when you're fat, you don't really like get taller or longer. You just get. But it was wider. very short. Like. 
It's a yeah. muscle shirt. Eight <laughs> X. Yeah, eight X. I think it what goes up the, to ten. What are the dimensions? It on goes up to ten. Ten X. It goes yeah. up to eleven. Like men's big and tall stores. <laughs> I. Uh, I've I've had the pleasure of shopping at big and tall stores periodically. Like I I ride the line in between the the top end of your standards and your low end of big and tall depending on uh how much fitness I have at any given time. So like I appreciate it, but sometimes the sizes are just like radically like it's it's not just it's like you're saying like it's 8x but also like super short. It's like mm-hmm. when you see the stuff where it's like a 60 inch waist and then like a 30 inch leg. <laughs> you know, it's just like, okay, so this is basically made for Violet Beauregard after she turns into a blueberry. <laughs> like that kind of stuff always gets me. And, and it, I mean, I see people out in the wild and I'm not, I'm not even going to generalize like, like, like Walmart or the county fairs, like every, everywhere, you know, this is just walking out in the public at large in obese America, which I'm uh, part of. Um, like just, the shapes that bodies sometimes take on and then the clothing that is fitting that is just like, like there was uh, a woman I used to work with, uh, you know, we just worked for the same place. She's in a different department or whatever. I'd run into her every once in a while. Like, you know, she's uh, maybe five feet tall, five and a half feet tall and, and like heavy. But then when you got to her waist, like her hips jutted out like another 24 inches on either side where mm-hmm. it was just, it was just like, this this perfect point where it just like shifted and went in a different direction. It was, and it is kind of like that's. Uh, I'm I tra- work I'm trying with to think of the multiple right people who are like that. I work with someone who is not even five feet tall, but is shaped that way. It's it's just crazy. I mean, like the human body, it's miraculous. Mm-hmm. Can do all kinds of things. Um, <laughs> sorry. Wow, we're we're really zigging and zagging today. Um, Leela and Amy are terribly unpleasant, though, on the nectar. But I, I like the, the, them being like, it's it's 100% natural. And then the professor's like, well, so are carrots. But, <laughs> you don't see me smokes the carrot. My yeah. yeah. Uh, but the smoking of the carrot was interesting. It almost made me want to try that just to see <laughs> if it would, you know, like, <laughs> you can make a bong out of anything, man. Right? Um, like I also... Another question. Yeah. Injecting between your toes. It is a, like, consider, like, anytime I've ever heard that, it's like heroin. It's like a drug. Yeah. Like an illegal drug thing. What, what's the point of it other than hiding the fact that you shoot up? There's the hiding. But, like, why in between the toes? Typically, you do it after your veins are so fucked up in all the obvious places Mm -hmm. that that's, like, the only place left. Only place left. Because it's not very good. That's why I was asking because. Medically, like I'm wondering if, like, no, what it's if like, that's you a know, good you, place to, unless you're hiding. Like once all of that shit's collapsed out, you're like nowhere you else. Then of, you're yeah. gonna find that. Okay. Yeah. By the way, an eight XL is a person with a seventy-four to seventy-six inch chest. Wow. <laughs> I had to Google a, a size chart. But is that that's like if you're looking at them like in a square, not just a bosom. <laughs> that would be some over-the-shoulder boulder holder. Circumference. Yeah. Wrapped around. Yeah. Well, your chest measurement. Area. Does it go all the way around, or is it just from side to side? They, no, they no wrap, you go all around. They wrap around. Just like they measure women's chests. Mm-hmm. It's called the bust. Yeah. That's where you, I mean, you get the, the 36 or whatever, then you got to add the cups to it, because, you know, they're not going to. For comparison, 
just a regular XL shirt is 46 to 48 inches in the chest. Almost double. Yeah. Wow. Then, the, then it's not, it's like a, a weird. 10X is a 82 to 84 inch chest. Wow. That's as big as it goes. Uh, that's like, um. <laughs> now my Amazon suggestions are going to be. <laughs> like a, that's <laughs> really the size weird. of like an official flag that you fly on. A... <laughs> We're offending a lot of large people. <laughs> no, look, no. look, it, like, it, apparently there's enough of a demand that that's a standardized thing at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm I don't think it's a standardized thing. It totally is. 8XL is not a standardized it's, thing. It's a size. That's a special, it is a, that's a special order. Yeah, it's a, a big and tall. That's a big like, and tall that's store. An extra even big though, size chart. even I think that's extreme. I, no, look, I've I've seen with my own eyes in various, you know, full service. We're just digging ourselves like, deeper right like now. Let's leave the move ha- that's, that's like can't leave the house. I wash large. myself <laughs> with a rag on a stick. <laughs> Morbidly obese Bart is one of my favorite. Now we're going off another tangent because when I was watching this episode, right, on Mm -hmm. Hulu, on like the like suggested for you or whatever, whatever the Mm -hmm. first topic is that comes up on Hulu or whatever is, uh, I I can't remember the exact name of the show, but it was like having sex landed me in the hospital. I have that too. (laughs) I saw it today. It wait, must wait. have just came up. Is this yeah. like a, I should have died or I almost died, but it's about like banging yourself to almost Well, death. something happened in a sexual situation that landed you in the hospital. So I just like clicked on the info to see it's two seasons on there, <laughs> right? <laughs> but one of them is about a uh, severely overweight person having sex with his, his girlfriend and throwing her like, through a wall accidentally. <laughs> wow. How many of those episodes are like, well, I was in the middle of something with somebody else's something and I, they came in and shot me. Like, that seems like the most obvious, right? It's, I, I it just... What are you guys watching that this is coming up for you? Because I'm getting like... I think it's just on new on Hulu. Yeah, like, okay. it just pops up in the, the, on the first screen. Wasn't there a TV show, A Thousand Ways to Die, or something? Yeah, like that? it was I originally like that. a website, and then it was a book, and then it was a TV show. It was on Spike TV. The yeah, man, man's gave me channel. crazy, gave me crazy Spike anxiety because I watched a bunch of episodes in it in a row, and I was oh like, I'm gonna die. Oh, the reenactments <laughs> were the best, though. Best of any show. I I have to go look this up. Like I'm, oh, these will be good to watch in my hotel rooms alone. Anyway, uh, speaking of television shows, this is a podcast about Futurama, where we talk about episodes of Futurama. Look, <laughs> like, we talk in case about you're just joining. Us. We, we talk about Futurama and not Futurama. It's in the description, so it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. But we are. This is nice because we are a ramble tamble all all over the place today. Um, the thing about the nectar is it immediately makes Leela and Amy like completely fucking abusive. Like they're mm-hmm. just like Kiff is just getting the shit beat out of them. Um, what is it? Is it she just wants to hit me with various chairs? And then when Fry's like Leela's yelling at him, he's like, "What? Well, I I can't even get uh, or what? Is it, oh shit! Is this all wrong? Like Fry says, I can't even get Leela to verbally abuse me. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like." Just that's they seem so crazy lovesick over this thing. Like, at what point would you be to a partner, like, okay, like enough already, you know, just from whatever substance they're indulging in? That I, 
I don't know. Now I'm taking it into a dark place. <laughs> Fuck. That wasn't the intention. It's just like this seemed like really fast and really over the top. Just like, hey, let's maybe go cold turkey off this shit. Like this new hobby you have that's completely consuming your life and making you an abusive piece of shit is maybe something you should give up since you, you lived without it for the, all of your life until about three days ago. Yeah, so they've, they've got their championship bout with the murder flies coming up. And uh, the murder flies have purchased all of the nectar from their source. So uh, Leela and Amy can't get any. Um, professor, they go back to Planet Express, and um, that's when Kif just says, uh, maybe possibly consider drinking a little less, you know, maybe. And uh, Professor brings up the fact that Nectar is from Kif's home planet, which is what, Amphibios 9? Yeah. Right. Which, again, like, doesn't he have experience with this since it comes from his fucking planet? Well, yeah, and then he goes like, oh, you mean it's Ocephalus Nectar? Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, it's a rather remote region. Like, he, he kind of says... He like he gets uh, he realizes what they've been oh. drinking and he goes oh geez and then Fry's like hey man like this might be our chance for some romance you know <laughs> our chance Going to the actually source of their drugs. romance yeah uh, I don't know uh, so the what was she was the grand conservator or something was what was that the grand butterfly curator that's it okay she was also with the their officiant at the the fawn fawn yeah, royal I don't remember was, what they called her on that one. I mean, she's like the grand poobah or grand witch or yeah, something. Yeah, grand like. something. She's like the grand something. I mean, at least she's got work in the off season. She has five jobs. She has five different positions. What are they? Uh, you say that uh, as if you've got a list in front of you, so let's, let's hear it. I don't have a list in front of me, God damn oh, it. Um, where was it? Uh, let's all be real quiet. Okay. <laughs> Shh. She's the grand priestess, That's the grand it. funeral director, the grand <laughs> lunch lady, cool. the grand butterfly curator, and the grand chairwoman oh. of the planet's federal uh, reserves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she <laughs> so has five jobs. That's something yeah. that'll be coming up, I guess. Um, She's I been just... in uh, five different episodes. Kiff gets knocked up a notch. Spanish Fry, The Beast with a Billion Backs, which was the movie. The movie. Yeah. Uh, into the Wild Green Yonder, the other movie, and yeah. then this one. I uh, I really liked her offhanded care about the thing. She's like, suck them, burn them. As long as it's not butterflies, <laughs> I don't care. Yep. Uh, which is great. I mean, she's really focused on her thing. Well, she says, I don't give a grand crap. It's <laughs> actually her line. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Which is great. She she's, says, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, she says my favorite line of the whole episode, which is, Believe me, you'll rue the day you ever came to the Butterfly Reserve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I figured that's where you, that was where I was going to. So she's yeah, she's warning them to uh, not disturb the aggressive male who can be identified by his orange coloration and enormous butter junk. I, yeah, this is where it just gets weird. I mean, I guess it makes sense with the title of the episode, but like, butter junk just makes it sound thoroughly uh, distasteful. Um, sounds like what the Pillsbury Doughboy has. So like that's not the Bengal Jackson. Oh my God! Did he ever <laughs> another do that? butter junk? Did he ever? <laughs> oh dear! 
Uh, did he ever do that with the Pillsbury Doughboy? That would have been a th- like during the '80s, like you know, cross uh, marketing things that they like Michael Jackson and Pillsbury, or like I, c- I could see him doing something with the Noid from Domino's or something, <laughs> you know, like really. <laughs> they didn't need to jazz up the Noid. He was pretty cool on his own. I know, and then, he even got a video uh, game. I know, which is I've never seen it. I've heard it's. But so did the Red Circle for Seven Up. So I guess what? It's not a high bar. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that like a Japanese only thing or something? Or like, no. Oh, this is. Can you imagine working your whole life to try and become a video game designer and be like, okay, <laughs> you've made it, and now you're gonna do like the Coca Cola logo? Yeah. Like, what's what's the story? I don't know. Here's some drugs. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, as they're as they're going through looking for it, like, Bender's got the hammer out. Was it the hammer's already out? I got to <laughs> smash something. Um, and that giant male butterfly just like sprays him with stuff. Like it just seemed. That park ranger explicitly gave us a vague warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? And it's just, it's like, I don't know, that kind of body horror stuff was real Cronenberg y and gross. I had the same thought. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. at the end, it was very much like the fly. And I was like, maybe that's what would have happened at the fly if Gene and Davis didn't make such a big deal about it. <laughs> no, right? It's Jeff Goldblum under there. <laughs> you just got to let him hatch. So I like the fact that, that Kip's parents have both turned into like the, the swarms of flies, but they go to stay at his house and, uh, and they're just like super uptight. Like everybody sleeps in separate rooms, no hanky panky. Mm-hmm. But Leela is obviously like super sexed up over the hormone smell coming off a of fry. Um, it was just, it's just <laughs> that whole thing about leaving the door open. <laughs> but McCruff the crime dog says, Oh, <laughs> um, this, you know, that's something that I kind of miss for the last 25 years or so is like having been an adult, just uh, not having to sneak around and like, you know, like, tr- like trying to get busy when your parents are upstairs <laughs> or something. It's like a whole, there's a whole art to that, you know? And it's like, I feel like it's a lost skill. It's kind of the same having a kid, I guess, but it's different. Cause you just be like, go to bed. And then most of the time they oh, listen. But yeah, when you're the kid and not the parent. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, like there's there's getting caught as a teenager, which happened to me a few times. Not great, but then getting caught as an adult, where it's just like just disappointment is just not not. You fun. have to make sure there's no rhythmic sound being able to be heard outside the room, because then everyone knows what's happening. I mean, like I mean, a bed squeaking. If, if or, you're at that point, I think the the you know really you're just beyond caring a lot of time, right? Like. If the, in the throes if the, of passion. If the butter junk hormones are in your <laughs> in your nostrils, like butter you're, junk, yeah, right. Um, but boy, then it gets super sexy when, like, you know, the misdirect where Amy climbs into bed with Fry, and he, but he, it's dark. But I'd have to think that he would know that he's he's been with both Amy well, and Leela. Their bodies are different though, now that they're all muscled up. So maybe he just doesn't know whose weird <laughs> I mean, muscly maybe, body is. Maybe whose. there's like grooming differences or something. I don't know. I don't know. Ah. I'm just saying like he was he was just he was game for whatever and God bless him. But like um they didn't seem to even mind after a point like they were just both so worked up by that stuff. There's like, you know, anything goes. But um when they got back, 
with Hermes, just sweet orgia of Georgia. <laughs> I just, I love that because it Have just. Have you girls gone wild? Yeah, like remember when that was a thing? <laughs> just bizarre. Uh, like I think that was Hermes' only line in the whole move in the whole episode. But uh, he has a couple. But it dropped in well. Um, but that's sort of like their um. <laughs> was it? I, I, uh, Zoidberg was the one who's like, but Amy and Leela aren't, aren't butterflies, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, still, the doctor for the humans doesn't get this stuff, but like, that's their rock bottom is the fact that they're both overwhelmingly attracted to Fry. That's what makes them need to stop. Not anything else has been going <laughs> on. Like, and again, that kind of plays back into rock like bottom. the whole, <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing with like Leela and Fry being a couple all this time, like, Mm-hmm. There's not anything ostensibly wrong with her being uncontrollably attracted to him other than it being, like, logistically difficult. The professor says the only way to end this madness is for the ladies to quit cold turkey, and Fry says, whoa, whoa, let's not shock their system. Maybe they could go warm turkey. <laughs> is, is there? Does anybody know the etymology of cold turkey, where that came from? Just, I don't. No. I don't know what no. the history of the phrase is, but probably it, something where somebody a million years ago thought that eating cold turkey would make you quit smoking or something. I don't know. Huh. Let's see. I mean, if you stuff your face full of turkey, it would be hard to smoke. But then you could try and smoke the turkey too. I could see somebody trying to do that. Maybe it's when you go bowling and get three strikes in a row and get a turkey. Well, but and, and you but don't back wear when. any socks. Mental floss says uh, one suggested origin is that Wait. the phrase, huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) The phrase comes from the similarities between a drug addict in the throes of withdrawal and a turkey's carcass. Both can be clammy, pale, and covered in goosebumps, which might have led someone to point out that a user who suddenly quit looked like a cold turkey. Hmm. Hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that. Too much. There's got to be a better story. Yeah. You look like a turkey carcass. That's just one. I guess (laughs) I don't know. That's just one. uh, One. Root mm. of the but, idiom. So while they're they're withdrawing, I mean, they, basically they tie them down and keep them from having any more nectar. But um, Fry then starts getting all caterpillar and weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just, I like how he just, just like, flops on the ground. I don't even know what word to use. He caterpills his way out <laughs> yeah. of the the room. I don't. I don't. He's kind of like doing the worm, but he's he's like inchworming out of the room. Yeah, and it it really is one of those things where like. He had a total misdirect and like, we got to wrap this up. So let's just have him like, I don't know, he'll turn into something when he gets blasted by that. Like you would have thought, number one, they knew that the male caterpillar or the male butterflies were dangerous. They knew they were dangerous because of the hormones when they got all swollen with the butter junk. You would think that someone would have some experience with it to say, if you get sprayed by that stuff, you're going to turn into a caterpillar. It's never mentioned. Nobody thinks of it as a thing. And clearly they all know that it's going on. So I, I don't know. That just seemed like sort of a lazy way to move the story along but i guess in the ninth season everything gets a little lazier right Mm -hmm. yeah so uh leela says they got to get this party ended and uh they basically just do a a rehabilitation montage for about 15 seconds where they just show (laughs) amy and leela getting over the uh the nectar um they show up to get their asses kicked (laughs) Yeah, Amy apologizes to Kiff for making out with Fry so loud and often. <laughs> I mean, he's he takes it graciously, but again, he's a kind of a pushover. Like, 
she was clearly not in control of her faculties, but he also tried to get her off that stuff before it got to that point, and she mm-hmm. just wanted to be abusive. So, Yep, so uh, meanwhile, we see Fry in the other room, and he's pupating, and that's... Yeah. That's like a big dramatic bum bum bum. Because he he hangs himself off of the the wing of the ship, right? Yeah. And it's just like he's like regurgitating the silk out. Like, is that how butterflies do it? Mm-hmm. Either it's got to come out of the mouth or the butt. I thought they just collected it as they went on with their journey. <laughs> they, just, they stole it from silkworms. Little mud here, <laughs> piece of leaf here, and just created that. Nope, it's barf. But pretty much, pretty much, it's barf. It's barf that turns into a fine, fine fabric thread. Magic barf. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I guess that's how silk is made. Um, I've never really thought about until now, like how much fucking silk you would need to make silk fabric. That's fucking crazy. That's why silk is so expensive, and most of the time when you find something that's advertised as silk, like a pillowcase or silk sheets, it's polyester. What? Yeah. Bullshit. (laughs) I'm going to, that's some Bezos bullshit. Also, this is where I was saying before, from the time Fry feels like caterpillar to the end, this is where I like the episode. I mean, it was, it was, I think is it is it Zoidberg again who goes? He's even more beautiful than before. Like when he comes out, he just and he's like mindless, mm-hmm. where he's just like floating and whatever. And then the because Leela and Amy have now gotten off of the nectar, but the other murderflies have not. Like they just start going after him too, and he's in full butterfly form. Then mm-hmm. and they're just like, I mean, it turns into a real weird scene. Yeah. Which I think the announcer says, doesn't there? Something mm-hmm. like words to that effect. Yeah, he says, so sorry for allowing this lurid sex act and taint a delightfully a delightful day of family-friendly violence. I fucked <laughs> yes. up so bad. <laughs> Which is, again, it was pretty funny. you know, uh, pointing a mirror at society where it's like, it just violence is fine for kids, mm-hmm. but not like anything sexual at all. I mean, yeah. like, I don't want to watch the deuce with my daughter, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, maybe as a cautionary tale as she gets older, I don't know. Um, but it's still like, I, she just gets weird about like even cartoon violence still. So it's just it's a whole thing. It's a real, real weird scene. I feel like, uh, especially now society has a much different relationship with violence than it used to. I mean, because, uh, people get, murdered and mass in places like schools and churches and stuff on a somewhat regular basis or just like there's reasonable people that clearly think that's a fucking horrible thing and then there's people that are just like yeah but i mean yeah it's also excluded from children's media this, now, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess where that's it true. Used to be not so like you don't get yeah. the Tom and Jerry cartoons where they're just yeah. like, here's a here's an anvil, whatever the fuck that is, and then like mm-hmm. smashing each other over the head. With oh, it. you mean here's an anvil dropping on this uh, black faced character? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you can go bring Bosco into it if you want. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. And and for all of the, I mean, and that being said, I'd rather watch Tom and Jerry than Caillou. Um, Whiny, that messed ball, up Canadian. They're also for different age. I don't know. Right. Tom and Jerry was basically silent film, you know. Well, all cartoons were just for kids from mm-hmm. zero to thirteen. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean. Back in the day. Whatever. And then you had to get a job and get married <laughs> and start having kids of your own. Um, like a good American. Yeah. But some of it, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, like we talked about um, Yo Gabba Gabba briefly. Or like that show was great, and it's just like let's dance and have fun and listen to music and <laughs> whatever. Here's a guy that looks kind of like RuPaul in an orange <laughs> jumpsuit with a giant conductor's hat. It's awesome, and it was. Yeah. Um, My siblings like Teletubbies when they were little, so I, that one. Was, I was just about to compare rough. Teletubbies to Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, in a in a way. Hellish. Do you think that? I mean, really? No, no. I mean, no. I just. I mean. When you said, hey, let's do this, blah, 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 like, yeah. just be crazy, I'm just thinking, hey, let's have these weird creatures in oh, these, and have this baby and a son, like, <laughs> that are just, it's, all it is is just, like, wholesome. Except for Thomas it, the Tank Engine, which had a no, lot I mean, of very no, white supremacist Teletubby, except for the one that carried around the purse, because have they you, were mad where, at him. Where are you going to put... Your stuff. Yeah. I'm telling you, I want to be alive in a time where males can carry around a purse. You can carry it's a okay. purse around now, Tom. I would you just, love it. You know what you could get? A satchel. Mm-hmm. I know plenty Jones. of men I could. Who carry bags. Yeah. A satchel. I mean, but that's... There's just something about just having a bag, a handbag... I hate carrying around a purse. I yeah. eliminated yeah. a wallet... Now I just have like a money clip. I mean, I would just as soon have a satchel or a big purse like that before I had like a handbag. I have one giant wallet that I like to take if I if I'm going out and I don't want to carry a purse. Like if I go to a concert or something, mm-hmm. I have a giant wallet. That I, just I just don't want something got a I gotta strap keep that in goes my hand. on my hand. Yeah, if I you bought can, a fanny pack, dude. Yeah, change nice. the game. Did, okay, so <laughs> yeah, actually, really, fanny, fanny packs, packs just need to be. Mm-hmm. Except people wear them across. That was just gonna now, say so you can't. Dude, I think it looks even more lame. Well, put it on your waist like a normal that's person. That's what I do. It's a I mean, the proper <laughs> way to feature. wear a fanny pack is turned around behind you. That's why it's called a fanny pack. Well, <laughs> unless you're in the UK. Yeah, unless you unless you're in the robbed. UK. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, so just fanny pack logistics because I'm, mm-hmm. I, again, uh, admittedly ignorant about this. Where's the latch for the fanny pack? Is it like next to the pouchy pouch or is it in you the back? You can move it. Oh, it slides yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. because that would be the thing. If you're wearing it in front and you have the latch in back, it's like, hey, take my stuff. And if you have the pouch in the back, then it's like, hey, take my stuff. So how do you balance that out? I don't think anyone has ever thought, like, wow, that person wearing a fanny pack has money, and I'm going to take it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm fanny always, packs are like a rich fanny I'm always pack. thinking about crimes, and they totally well, are. Like old people, you know. Walking around with like I've got my social security card and my <laughs> wallet and my passport and my my American Express Traveler's checks all in my fanny pack. Bye, you know. Maybe. I mean, you got your tote bag that you bring every week. I just like having my hands free because you never know when you might need to like mm. have some kung, <laughs> kung fu action grip or something. <laughs> like running, <laughs> running with a purse, bad. Oh yeah, well, it's like a little backpack. When I did a. Uh, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast yet, but when I passed out at that Sebastian Bach show oh, like yeah. two months ago, yeah. I had my purse on me cross like crossbody, like going across my chest so it was it, it wouldn't just slip off of my arm. So that just 
coincidentally, I had my phone in my purse. My purse was closed and it was diagonal across my chest. So when I passed out and they carried me out of the fantasy and out onto the the sidewalk, yeah. it was just hanging. <laughs> it was like hanging off of my chest as like two dudes, like firemen carried me out of the fantasy. And that's what and put you'd me want. That's ground. perfect. They kept happened? with you. Heat stroke. It was oh. like a, it was sold out show. It was like 110 degrees inside. What the happened? Fantasy. It was Sebastian Bach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she got the vapors. It was yeah, I got the vapors. No, I, I um, she hit that. I high went note. to the bar. I went to the bar to um get water. Uh, saw luckily saw my friend at the bar, and then I threw up on the bar. She caught oh, me, no. and I heard. I actually just heard the story from someone who saw it happen like two nights ago. I had no idea what happened to me in between the time that I was at the bar and outside. Um, I I was like passed out, like ping ponging against my friend's arms, and she was just keeping me upright until somebody like came and grabbed me and took me outside. What but a good I, friend. I know she's great. What, they, what she? What they also didn't tell her until recently is they brought her up on stage and marionette. No, that's not true. During a Phantom of the Opera number, it no. was a. That would have been fun though. No, it wouldn't. I mean, not, I, not I, a bad for to, you. No, I went to the doctor the next day, and she was like, yeah, heat stroke, dude. <laughs> like, she was like, you should have called an ambulance. No, she <laughs> said, yeah, Sebastian Bach, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, Look. anyway, it was pretty close to the end of the show. But speaking of the end of the show, yeah. we are at the end of, of the episode here where... Um, Fry grew Fry all these weird insect he just, parts. Yeah. He, just, he just hatches out of himself. Yeah. Like... But, did you did you find that to be disturbing or like? No, I loved like, it. I thought yeah. it was hilarious because they like, oh yeah, he grew all these weird insect parts and there's no brain function, and then all of a sudden he cracks open and he's fry and he's still just like, it's like uh, <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, he's back to normal. Yeah, <laughs> look, he lost the strange insect parts. He's back to normal. And, and they, they all go, end it. and it ends, and yeah, right it's there. just over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that almost suggests that the cocoon is like a sentient being all in and of itself. I don't know. Ooh, call lots the X Files, right? It's like the oh, it was like well, it's so it's space nectar, so we don't know what happens. The space butterflies mm. they, they try and hump when the butter junk gets all over the place. Well, they just knew if they didn't show Fry back to normal, that um, it would be a uh, an, a problem if they went to yeah. the next episode and he was normal fry again. I mean, there's a lot of continuity shit that they just kind of give up on, right? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, fry turning into a butterfly, that's not just something you can't... Unseen. <laughs> that's not something you can just, like, move on from without <laughs> addressing, like, hey, remember that time you turned into a butterfly? Yeah, how'd that end up? It's like my favorite part about soap operas, where it's just, like, one day is one actor, and the next day you're like, now the character of such and such will be played by so-and-so. And that's and it's like they'll never speak of it again. It mm-hmm. just also, totally Armin Tanzari in it. Ne- what's weird is next episode, Fry's barely in it. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a Hermes-centric episode. I like mm-hmm. those. Good. Uh, I think we could maybe agree that this one, kind of a... I mean, it was fine, but not... I I like it enough. I don't know. I'd give up until Fry becomes a caterpillar. Yeah. Three out of ten stars. (laughs) Afterwards, (laughs) I'd give it on seven out of ten. Okay. So it averages out to like a five. (laughs) Five out of ten. Five, four and a half or something. It had two Ducex Machinas in it. 
Yeah. He turns into the butterfly to save them yes. from falling mm-hmm. in the lava, and then he hatches from being a butterfly <laughs> because they don't want it. It's like a yeah. funny way to just be like, well, that's sorted. It's a, we're back to normal. Okay. And, and technically, Fry gets Everyone laid a lot on. in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's a, I don't know if he gets laid a lot. He gets fondled and kissed a lot. It's a little I, I think they too. apply it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he was hoping to get laid a lot. Well, he mated as a butterfly, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that counts. Oh, so th- and they don't even follow up on that. Like, I wonder what happens yeah. to the murder flies if they got knocked up by Fry oh. as a... Yeah, probably not. It's uh, horrific to think about. Probably look like little Jeff Goldblum babies. Yeah. But with... Because oh, they would have to lay the larva. But I wonder if the nectar... Fe- oh. See, so many questions... This could almost be more interesting. We need to get a butterfly be. expert on this show. We should. Does, does Becca work with anybody at the? I don't think she's ever seen a butterfly. Okay. I mean, I'm sure she's <laughs> seen a butterfly in her life. <laughs> Let's call. But not at. They, they her have work. like the butterfly <laughs> habitat at the zoo. Let's just call them and be like, we'd like to, and be like, oh, we're from Idea Stream, and then we just invite <laughs> them over here and like, and then talk about butterfly junk, <laughs> butter junk. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what that is. The proboscis reaches in and sucks the nectar. I know. We want to know about the nectars. The nectar. That'll be a whole thing. So how hung are monarchs? <laughs> <laughs> are they really the kings of the phylum, if you will? Um, yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, I mean, I'm sure we could ramble some more, but we're trying this new early record time. You've got some crazy birthday plans out there. Yeah, I mean, not crazy birthday plans. I'm just going to have a drink and some food at, at Sebastian, uh, LBM. No Sebastian Bach. No Sebastian Bach. Right. Oh, their <laughs> drinks and food are incredible. I love Good LBM choice. so Where? much. Yeah. LBM. I have to bleep them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we have talked about LBM before. I know we have bleep them. Uh, we like, definitely have. The the. The best and only Viking metal bar in Cleveland. I mean, that's not to say that it's the best because it's the only, but it's pretty great. Popping theme nights. Yeah, for sure. Um, wow. So thank you for surviving this roller coaster ride, Sam. Do you have anything that you'd like people to find you on the internet? Yes, please. I'm on. Or in person, but the internet's <laughs> probably safer. My address is. <laughs> Uh, on the internet, you can find me. My screen name is usually Are You My New Dad? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I run the show Improv Deathmatch. That's a monthly show at May Halls. Uh, we're going to be back in January of 2020. November is our last show of 2019. Is that in the main room? Yep. Uh, I also do a bunch of improv acting stuff, so just follow me online. I'm always posting my next gigs. Lovely. Yeah. That sounds like fun. If, I, if you keep inviting Michelle to be a part of these things, I will probably <laughs> never see them because she has a habit of always doing it when I'm gone. Mm. So I feel bad that I can't support those because there's like the public access 3000 well, thing. Well, that's the, uh, the Voltron show. That, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how we met. That's how we met. Perfect. We both did sketches. And nobody died. Not that we know of. Or, or would share about. now. Yeah. It's, when it's recorded, it's... It's there for posterity's sake, unless Tom bleeps it out. Um, I'm just going to randomly throw bleeps in. <laughs> I've, look, I've been suggesting that since the first episode, so I, I like that. Making a word salad of the things that we talk about would be just like uh, just a little bit more coherent that way. I think if you if you if you really pull out the stops, um, I'm going to start bleeping out my name at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go go and do it backwards on every episode and then republish. Be fantastic. Like completely retcon yourself out of it. Um, we can be found on the internet at slurmcast.com where all of our episodes and links to our T Public shop are probably I, no, not anymore. Not anymore. Did it stop uh, being a thing? Here's what's happening. I can't figure it out, but RS RSS feed gets yeah. fucked up when I try to put that link okay. in there. So uh, go to T Public and search for Slurmcast if you want to buy a T-shirt. But I I think they're 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 circling think, the drain. We haven't got an email yeah. from them in quite a while. They so. used to send like five. <laughs> a day. I know it's because they used to send you emails every single day about updating the link or whatever. And, and I then, did, <laughs> and it was working for a while. But then lately, yeah. the, it uh, when I publish it, it did a warning. Kept doing it, which yeah. is fine. But whatever, I, I'm just. So that sounds like know. work. If I you want a yeah. T-shirt, email me. I probably got one in my closet. Tom's got you some want markers. <laughs> you can just draw draw it. Uh, so slurmcastpod at gmail dot com two one six four three eight ten seventy seven is our phone number for uh, voicemails and texts. Um, slurmcastpod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, slurmcast on Facebook. Write and review uh, something nice on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to get back in the the rhythm of this because it's we're, we're yeah, a little herky jerky, but it. it's coming. Uh, so enjoy this episode, and then we'll talk at you again soon, probably. Bye. 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 <laughs>